Denver, Denver, I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 I'm Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado the most millennial city between the hills and the Jersey Shore. I'm Vanessa Martinez. Joining me today are co-hosts uh, Joel Warner. Good what morning, what? Joel. Ron Doyle. Good morning, Ron. Hello. Good morning. And Josh Johnson. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, so it's kind of been a special day. We have, we have, we have, <laughs> a special day. It's a special day. It's, it's a, a special day. episode it, of Denver Diatribe. Well, no. Well, very, it, it, <laughs> a very special episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Not so special, but we had our school pictures taken today. Yes. Headshots. Well, yeah, I yeah, we like had we had headshots taken, little group photos. It was good, and I got we, the laser uh, beam background in the in the back of my photo. Dude, you guys remember the laser beam background? I do. Laser I beam. Yeah, I went to poor schools. My I only parents, had one background. My parents really? never. Yeah, it didn't they, cost anything. They just pulled down a screen. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we only got one screen too. We got like the <laughs> nature background or the 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 sort of not quite tie dye. Background. Do you remember that one? Ooh. See, we just had like red, blue, green, black, and then lasers. And everyone wanted lasers, and every parent was like, "No," but clearly, laser was the best. Oh, the it I was know like what Star you're talking about. Like, it was like the, the black Star background Wars and the with the like back of your head. lasers. Who wouldn't want lasers? Mm. Well, now I want lasers. Exactly. I didn't get lasers. Yes. Uh, I asked. Oh, all right. I'm disappointed. All right. Anyway, so yeah, we had we had. Uh, we had a photographer come in this morning. We want to, let's give him a plug since he's like walking through the room right, right now. Can we, can we give him a plug, Joel? I like Mark is trying to sneak away so he doesn't have to say, no, Mark, come over here. <laughs> Mark, Mark Get Manger, come here. here, please. Yeah, Mark Manger, who's been on the show before. Yes. yes. This is what Hi, we Mark. do. We say, bring people onto say the hello podcast to the good people, Mark. and then we use them. Hello, good people. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so much emotion. Yeah, thank you so much for taking photos of us, Mark. Yes. Yeah, you have yes. a good day, okay? Thank when, you. When you see Who took the... the well, no, uh, the big question is who took the best photo? Who took the best picture? Of the five of us. Uh, Mark oh, took all oh, the best photos. Oh, that was a good one. How clever, diplomatic. Clever boy. Photographer humor. All right. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, guys. All right. Mark, wh- what, what's your so, website for other podcasts? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, website. Manger.us. If you need headshots for your podcast website, go to Mark. M-A-N-G-E-R, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, so Ron's, Ron wants to get to the newsy bits. And I'm excited. Start, uh, yeah, they are good ones this week. So uh, let's start off with the Greeley-Evans School District 6, which I believe is pretty much all of the schools in Greeley, um, have banned students from wearing Peyton Manning jerseys uh, because they feature the number 18 digits affiliated with the notorious 18th Street Gang. Um, in who, California. Uh, allegedly, there are eight street, 18th Street gang members or people claiming to be them Is in there an 18th Greeley. Street in Greeley? There is, actually. I didn't or know maybe there were it's the 18th Ave. I think there's... Why don't they just get rid of 18th Street and then we'll be a problem anymore? <laughs> 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 right? And would that solve all the problems? It Crisis might. averted. Okay, so no, but okay. Wait, so they banned this. I remember so this banned. story. They had like a little third grader that wouldn't, they wouldn't let him wear his Peyton Manning jersey right. to school. Right. Yeah, because it had 18. But this week, the NFL sent one of the high schools in the district a thousand bright orange t-shirts that say Peyton knows, um, but they don't have the number 18. Um, after some waffling, the superintendent decided it was okay to distribute the shirts to students. Um, after and so saying Ron, like, no, uh, first she said yes, and then she said no, and then she said yes okay. again, and then maybe, and then she wrote in her diary about how she was feeling about it, <laughs> and then she said no and yes. Well, it was really lame. Like the reason she was thinking we didn't want, they didn't want to do it, was because they had so many. They, she didn't want to get hate mail about it. Yeah. They yeah. had so much hate mail from. It sounds like from from the ban. Um, but Ron, you're the one who told me about the ban. You got really riled up about it. I, I did get really riled up about it. Actually, it was, a uh, it was my hate in the last episode. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just think it's ridiculous that it's, it's related to this gang in California. And yes, perhaps there might be affiliations of that gang here. People that are claiming 18th street gang, but this is a third grader wearing a Peyton Manning Jersey. This is a completely different situation. It's it true. is not the same thing. It's absurd. Totally absurd. Well, so I'm if, glad they well, what if this? Well, what if this third grader is part of the 18th Street Gang? Then good. Then he got in through a loophole. Hooray for him. And he should probably. I think Peyton should Manning should not have the jersey number 18. 
Really? Because that was the jersey number of the very first quarterback of the Broncos, and he had it had been retired, and they brought it out of retirement to give to Peyton because he's well. What he's if Peyton Manning is actually part of the 18th yeah. Street Gang? Have Uh-oh. you thought about that, Mister Ron? Oh, that would explain a lot. Actually, <laughs> that would explain why he's always claiming the number. I mean, that's why he would care. Exactly. Represent. Represent. He's new what, leader. What? All right. Yeah. So there you go. So, Except well, now the problem is, is that. Everyone's wearing T-shirts that represent the gang, the Peyton Nose Gang, which is which is an even bigger problem than the 18th Street Gang. Yeah, yes. I, I so. think I, I don't know how, Wait, the kind of longevity this gang, the Peyton Nose Gang, will is have. Is it N O S E? Well, the, well, the <laughs> gang, is, yeah, the, yeah, the gang is Peyton's Peyton's, Peyton's nose. nose, yeah, Peyton's nose. Is he it's known a, for the, his nose. It's the the K. It's the K. It's nose K N O W. As in bow nose. I don't get the Peyton Nose I don't get it either. And the the Denver Post did not explain that. And I didn't go to the NFL site to look around for it. I think think I'm going to presume, again, okay, Joel, this is is hard news from Ron Doyle here. (laughs) Theoretical news. They're saying Peyton Nose is in. Peyton knows that you're his fan even though you can't wear his number. Uh, It's okay. You think they made t-shirts just for them? I don't know. I think it's Peyton. Have you seen this shirt? Anyone else wearing Peyton Nose I shirts? think it's Peyton Nose you want to be in a gang, young child. Peyton yeah. Knows what you did last summer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Peyton Knows. Uh, but they didn't it, They didn't recant on the 18. You still can't wear the number Oh, 18. no, they didn't. Oh, no. bastards. So, All right, so I still that's hate not part of the, That's not part of the story. So moving along from You gangs. also can't wear a 7 next to a kid who's wearing number 11 because then... Together, it advertised. Well, and there's lots of problems with Seven Elevens. It's you know, it, yeah. they're they're havens for crime. Yes, yes, so right. And Slurpees. no Seven or Eleven, uh, or and sugar. You're right. So okay. Now that was a math joke. You got that part. It wasn't about Seven Eleven. No. It was about the 18. seven plus eleven. Seven plus eleven. Ha! Huh? Do you get it? it yeah, no, yeah. Now I get God. it. Okay. It's, all right. It's less funny than it was before. I can chart it out if you need me to. <laughs> But anyway, please, not, please, please do. You should drop that one from your repertoire, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the grandson of Brito Morsel, I'm not sure if I'm saying the same right, but um, AKA Netherlands frozen dead guy. Yes. Um, is threatening to move his gramps from the tough shed that he currently resides in, in uh, Netherlands, <laughs> to the great state of Michigan, uh, where they have a cryoge- place for these cryogenic grandfathers that are waiting to come back to life. Wait, wait. I was really excited about you saying all the names. So it's. This is this is this is part of your assignment. You have to say all the names of all the people. Oh God, no! So no. Gradle, uh, Gradle, the, Gradle Morsel. The Here, pass me the, the paper. grandson's name. Is what? I, I didn't can even I, put his name I, in my paper. Name down? Yeah, all I know is that he was he was in the country illegally and and got deported in 1994, and he lives in Norway. Okay. But I'm not going to try and say his name. Joel, would you like to give it a, a shot? I'm not the podcast <laughs> producer, Miss Vanessa. So okay, can, no, okay, all right. Let's back up. Uh, I want to. So this is the dead guy in Netherlands. They have dead guy days. Frozen this is dead the guy, guy days. that's frozen up in Netherlands on a glacier. He's in a shed right now. Tough shed. A tough shed. Yes. In a tough shed. A no normal shed to protect him yes. from what? Defrosting. From dying more than he's already Do they pack ice in there? They, they, they do ice. dry ice. And it, it's, according to the Boulder camera, uh, it is 1,700 um, pounds of, of dry ice a month. That's that pretty pricey. That has to be hauled up there from... Uh, so 500 had, bucks a month about. He has a caregiver yes. to, that, that has been doing this over the years. He's been, he's been frozen for 17 years. Right, yeah. And the caregiver is saying, I can't do this anymore. He's not raising my pay. And ice is more expensive now. And gas is more expensive. And I need more money. Um, the grandson is saying, kind of calling bullshit on him and saying, no. Um, you so can this still do is... this. We're going to move him to Michigan if you, if, if you can't keep him dry iced. Mm. Now, of course, the funny thing is, is that they could just thaw, like, like thaw the dude out, and you still will have no more likelihood of ever coming back to life again. Because <laughs> clearly, being stuck in a freaking tough shed for 17 years, he ain't coming back to life. It ain't going to happen any which way. First of all, that is so up. pessimistic. Yes. They should, they should defrost him before he's frozen for 18 years. Okay. Yes. Why? To, prevent, to prevent gangs in Netherlands. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> So why was that funny, and my 7 plus 11 joke was not funny? I don't know. You're writing the humor book. You tell me. 
<laughs> figure, p- apply the code. Uh, that was a nice callback. And, Josh. The, and the, the second, the second part is, is was he really frozen 17 years ago in case he comes back? Wasn't there some uh, other backstory of like the ground was frozen and they had to keep him frozen through spring and then they forgot or something? Uh, I mean, I it's not yeah. Be, yeah, it's cryogenic. I don't think the frozen dead guy was, uh, from yeah. my memory, was frozen for cryogenic reasons. No, no, I think he was, but I'm pretty sure there have been points where he sawed. Yes, where yeah, where he's kind of like <laughs> like a bad old waffle that you find in the back of your freezer. It's been right. thawed out a few times. <laughs> you know, has a little freezer burn on it. It's like Sunday morning. You don't have any eggs in your fridge. It's like I'm gonna try to eat this waffle. I'm gonna reheat this thing I, I found in the back. Yeah, and it's like no, it doesn't work. I'm a little bit curious if if he's even really in there still. If it's just well, yeah, right. Yeah, this might be a whole argument on a totally different level that the caretaker has actually already disposed of the body and has been charging the grandson uh, for ice that he's not actually delivering. Sure. Where yes. do you find seventeen hundred pounds of dry ice in Netherland? I no, mean, no, he, he drives has it to up. drive it, it, it up. Yeah, it comes from Boulder. From Boulder. Yeah. Okay, all right, fine. Boulder, the dry ice capital. So the question the is, United will States. there right. still be a frozen dead guy day? <laughs> yes. Yeah, days. Yeah. Even if they yes. get rid of him, even if they move him, they'll still have frozen the, dead guy the, days? The woman who owns, I guess, the festival right says absolutely yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's become a really, I mean, it's a it's not as if, deal in that. It's not it as is. if the frozen dead guy comes out for anyways. It's coming out of like Weekend of Bernie's. I mean, he's, you know, it, you, you yeah, don't, they don't need the... The dead guy is some type of... Exactly. And they do tours, apparently, yeah. of the shed, but I, I, I don't just, think you go in the shed. They don't They don't parade you Can't they just the find some body. other, like, like dying grandpa and stick him in the shed and freeze him? They like, could. I mean, I mean, not that anyone says it, this guy's name anyway, so what, can you just find a new Yeah, he's dead, dead guy. guy. Yes. Frozen dead guy. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. It's not Somebody frozen, was smart when uh, they right. named it. What's That's true. Yeah. Morstel? Yeah, it's not frozen Morstel Day. Burrito? Bredo? Burrito Bread, morsels. Bread of frozen morsel. burrito morsel morsels. Day. Morsels, morsels of frozen burrito. <laughs> I think a bear has probably. I mean, it's very. I, th- I think an animal took him away a while yeah. ago. Had yeah. to have burrito um, popsicle morsel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're just cracking uh, ourselves kind of up. Weird this Norwegian. It's pretty good. Goat cheese. Yeah. Something or other. Um, so on to our next newsy bit. If you think you safely registered to vote using your mobile device between September 14th and 24th in the state of Colorado, um, you definitely want to double check. Secretary of State Scott Gessler's office says a software glitch prevented 779 people from registering between those dates who probably thought that they did register from their mobile device. And they're all minorities. <laughs> if they were they're registering. Yeah, they're uh, entirely all registered Democrats. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I mean, this is just no Republican has ever used an iPad in their lives. <laughs> no, no Republican. They don't even know what it is. I only low income people. Don't think that's fully true. <laughs> yeah. You so. calling me on my theoretical news? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, the, break this down for me. They they have recalled. They they've said that they're not valid. Why again? No, they said they they have been lost. lost they've been oh, they've just they been got slurped up by the. And they... why why would why would stuff from a mobile phone uh, a mobile device be any different when you're registering through a web page anyway? Why would that be any different than registering through a computer? Why why are they specifically? Oh, okay. Yeah. So be it a glitch, but I'm saying it's a very bizarre glitch. No, because the invisible tube. No, the invisible tube. The invisible tube that stretches from the internet hole <laughs> okay. to the wall, You're right? To the hole in your mobile device. Yes, I'm. I'm there. They I, it fell out it, of there. Yeah, it broke. It, it broke. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. The invisible tube. Eight eight hundred tubes broke. No, just yeah. just one because because the tube kept moving like a snake from one device to the next. It spilled into the plaque. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. We've reached this new level of we, nonsensical. We've just, uh, <laughs> no, I've lost it. You know, okay, I, Scott Gessler, dude, I didn't think you would want back to back asshole of the year. <laughs> But you're really He's trying going for hard. It. He's going for it. I don't. I'm having a very hard time believing. I, okay, maybe, they say, maybe. They, Wait, no, they're, they're on, claiming that it's an update problem. It was an update issue. Yeah. They should have updated it. But uh, uh, a source in the post made a very good comment, saying, "You know, why would you release something without testing it first? Yeah, this is a fairly new um, right. option to be able to register." To register on online, site. period, right? right? I mean, it's pretty recent to be able to register online, not having to go to the DMV it's or It's like the only state that it. does it. 
we're the only ones. Yeah, that do the first, yeah, we we're are. The first place. Well, oh. this is also well. Yeah, good lesson yeah, for the rest right. of the United States. Fine. You know, at least we're we're ahead of the curve. We're getting all these kinks worked out. So you know, five years from now, when everybody else is freaking out about yeah. this, we'll be like, eh, I remember. We can accurately problem. suppress votes. Only the ones we really want to suppress at that point. Right. Not all of them. Only the people we don't want to vote. Well, I'm also. It's yeah. This is it's it's not. Um, I, I don't think people are going to see this story. They're going to think they voted, and pe- everybody's going to go to the polls anyway. And there's just going to be. It's going to be the chat. This could be the chad that we've it, all it, been it, talking it could about. Be, it could be a hang. I think chad. they'd find a way to let these people vote. If you showed up and they can't find you, they, they would find a way to let you vote with a provisional ballot. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll, it'll work. work. It'll just so be a but but with question. I want to go back to Scott Gessler. I mean, who's challenging him right now for I don't Asshole know. Of the year? I'm not sure. I, no, I mean, Asshole for the year because, I mean, I, I mean, he's going for it. I mean, he's clearly – He's gunning. He has a long game perspective on this. And yes. we are nearing the finals. And, yeah. I mean, is there – you know, there has like, to be a challenger. Well, Do we know? We had, didn't we have nominations earlier this year? I think we did have – what's his name? Uh, Fifth Congressional District representative down in the Springs. Perlmutter? I, nomi- I nominated him. No, um – no, I don't know. Maybe it's not fifth. Sorry, uh, third. I don't know. Like the conservative know. guy in the Springs. I know who anyway, you're talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. I nominated. We're him gonna have to do that say. soon. We yeah. should do that soon. We we got yeah. all sorts of stuff coming. Yeah, up. We Scott got, can't. We gotta get our yeah, he just can't. In. Yeah, we can't just be handed to Scott. I mean, I think we can't just I, give he's, it to he's him. He's not yeah. handing it. Yeah. he's <laughs> earning it very clearly. He's fisting it all the way. I got Josh to make a funny face. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So now that we're are we are we done with fisting? Anyway, oh, if, you, we're done. if you think you have uh, maybe been a victim of this software <laughs> if you glitch, think you've been fisted by Scott <laughs> McGinnis. <laughs> you think you've been fisted by Scott McGinnis. Um, Scott Kessler, go, our go, listeners go are signing off. Or Scott right Ewing. On this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, you might you might want to go check to see if there are pictures or anything at GoVoteColorado.com. Um, and that's it for the newsy bits, guys. Listeners, if you'd like to weigh in on the newsy bits or anything else that we are talking about today, please leave a comment on denverdiatribe.com, like us on Facebook, or drop a line at 720-282-YELL, and subscribe, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. So, guys, um, the downtown Denver, or downtown Denver and downtown Denver Improvement District have released their second annual report on the state of downtown. Mm. Lots of downtowns State in there. of downtown. State of downtown. Um, they really seem to be courting or maybe pandering to the millennials. Startups really kind of showing, hey, we've got all of these great things going on um, downtown. There's, why wouldn't more millennials and startups want to move here? We've already got the largest, I think, migration or move-in rate of people aged 25 to 34 in the city. Okay. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's not really anything new in this report. It's pretty, it's pretty standard. I think everything that's in here, we've probably already seen a headline or two about. But my, the reason that I picked this topic is because I really, I, I don't love the state of downtown, to be honest. Mostly um, downtown at night. I don't find myself coming down here a lot to hang out. And so I just wanted to talk about what you like. We've never, ha- you know, talked to you. I've never talked to you guys about what. What's your take on downtown? What's the state of downtown? What do you come down here to do? What do you, I mean, do you think downtown Denver is, is as peachy as, as these organizations are making it out to be? No. no. <laughs> and jo- okay. So, right. Josh, you, you live the closest to downtown. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much almost. You're in Capitol Hill. Yeah, right. They count, this is interesting too. I think it, it, yeah, it, I, the, the boundaries of downtown. Yeah, I want to know the boundaries. Does Rhino and Lohi and. Yes, they Lolo count Highlands. Uh, they, count they count the five, Highlands? They count, no. they count Highlands? Uh, low, Wait, really? Lower Highlands. It just says, low, it okay, says, lower it says Highland. Yeah, Highlands, which is Lower map, Highlands. Let's look at the map. They also count Capitol Hill. Five points. I mean, I think we have to put this in perspective for readers. I mean, the you know, this is what these kind of downtown downtown organizations do. They put out these admittedly kind of fluffy, you know, packets that are supposed to celebrate downtown. That's what they do. It's like one of their main things. You can't be too critical of it. And what they do is they find all the somewhat compelling weird stats that all the weird magazines come out with about how it's number one city for bikes or the number four city folks who who grow freaking hydrangeas or something. Right. It's always weird stuff, and they just put them on a page, and they just have little bullets. And so you can't take it too seriously. Now, I did think that the stat saying that we are the number one down uh, city 
uh, for 24 to 34 year olds is a fascinating stat. I mean, that to me is the only thing that kind of jumped out. I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's something I didn't know. And that was compelling. But most of the other stuff, I was like, really? Like, like, like the page about startups in downtown focused on this one startup. What was it called? Like, Real Open Net. Ready Talk? Yeah, like Ready Talk. And how yes. they have Wheeze and Guitar Hero in their office. Like, what are we, like 2008 here? I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not going to get that excited about a company that has Guitar Hero. In the <laughs> You're not? Just no. because Guitar Hero is over or because you don't think that sort of corporate culture is okay? I just think that shows that, at least in this report, uh, downtown Denver was reaching. If that's the most yeah. like high-tech, gee whiz kind of illustration they can use to illustrate uh, for, for a downtown Denver downtown. tech scene, we're in hot water. Trying too hard. So, so I just wanted to be like, okay, I mean, this is what these things do. So it's hard to take it too seriously, but I understand what you mean. I mean, what, you know, what is lacking in downtown? Right. I'd like to, well, what is lacking yeah. in downtown? All right, Vanessa, this is actually your point, so I'm just going to volley this over to you. You mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it would be a good idea to have a, um, an upstart tech center over in Five Points area. Yes. If there were, like, incentives for these entrepreneurial smaller companies to to have that concentrated area over there. Right, and I think As that's opposed to tech being, you know, DTC, which no one wants to go to. Yeah. And that's probably my biggest gripe on the state of downtown is that, yes, uh, like you're saying, Joel, there are all these lists that show we're number one on this and number two on this and number four on this, but there you don't see the actual incentives that go along with that to encourage it to continue. They, it doesn't seem as strong. They're not... They're not building a tech incubator downtown. Right. They're not doing those sorts of things. They're not doing basic things. For me, as someone who lives in southeast Denver and then comes downtown to do certain things, uh, downtown feels like another suburb for me where you have to drive to get around. There's no fucking grocery store or bodega. This is As far as a downtown area goes, it doesn't feel like... Uh, another major city where you don't ever have to get in your car to do what you need to do. I saw this poor woman just last night going from Queen Supers. She had four grocery bags hanging on her handlebars, and she was obviously riding downtown to get home. She should have a corner bodega. She has a, a corner uh, grocery store in her building where she doesn't have to deal with that. That's really when you're going to tell that this is a permanent thing, that people are really committing to the urbanization of Denver. Okay, I'm going to argue with that just a little bit. Sure, yeah, bring it. I think one of the values of downtown Denver is that is that it does feel like one of the neighborhoods that makes up Denver proper. I mean, you know, having lived in several East Coast cities and having a lot of close friends who live in East Coast cities, you know, let's say even if you live in downtown and you want to go somewhere else in downtown, if you want to go to a restaurant, if you want to go somewhere for the night, you have to have massive planning. You have to figure out how you're going to get there, how you get reservations. It And literally... For us, we can be like, oh, we want to go spend night, you know, we want to go to something downtown. You drive downtown. Yeah, or it's a 25-minute bike ride. And, yeah, there, right. you know, and there is a vibrant restaurant scene here. There, yes. you know, there's a vibrant nightlife scene here. We have some great cultural amenities. Yes, it could be better. But at the same time, I don't necessarily want to get rid of this kind of interconnected neighborhood feel that, for me, one of the main reasons that makes Denver special, especially, you know, with a family. It's really nice. I, and I don't, I don't think Denver feels, downtown Denver feels that way. I think it feel, I think it's kind of awkward actually. I think the way that it's split up. I think part of downtown feels that closer, the, the western side. So like the tattered cover area down by Union Station. But then after you pass Arapahoe, you get into this kind of financial district feeling area. And also the mall that's got these corporate, you know, it's not local. And but most cities are, have that. Well, most cities have a financial area that's, that's not very fun. You know, San Francisco is a massive financial area. That's, sure. That's boring as all hell. Right. And that's, a, and that's one of the points that I wanted to bring up. Does downtown need to feel like that neighborhood? Or should, I mean, you think about San Francisco and a lot of other places, Portland even, it's downtown, it's technical downtown area is really not where you're going to be hanging out. That's 100% fun. true. Yeah. And that's why I, when, we're, when we're using the word downtown, I, there needs to be a distinction between Highlands, Capitol Hill, that are primarily residential and neighborhoody. You know, because, I mean, I have a bodega that's two blocks from my you house do. in cool. Capitol Hill. Right. You know, but when you're downtown in what Vanessa's referring to as like the financial area, um, where there are high-rise apartments, that's kind of the expectation is that it's even Manhattan is like that, right? It's like 
you live there and it's it's moved. The neighborhood he feels kind of gone. It's kind of gone. But I think and if you want that, then you move to Brooklyn. Then you move to Brooklyn or Queens, right? I think what they're trying to do, and I think it's I think it's a smart move. Is I think they're trying to actually kind of build this bridge between Lower Highlands. I mean, uh, they Lodo, already built that uh, bridge. Yeah, uh, lo- <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't just mean the physical bridge, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I okay, know. so Union Station and invisible in. too. Right. Union Station's coming of, in of emotion, yes. And it's been kind of like the one spot that hasn't been developed. So they're having these big open lots, and they're the hottest lots in all downtown, and they're building mixed use development there. And so we're, you know, and so we will have this kind of planning, this kind of development bridge that will connect lower. Uh, Lodo with with West Highland, so I think we'll get more of that mix. Okay. I think what downtown we could really use that would um and this would address Ron's shopping issue as well, is a very large, very vibrant, um, stall based market. Yes. That, yeah. that is you find in other yes. cities like Philadelphia Reading Market. Cleveland has an amazing that one. That was one of yeah. the proposals the in, for for in, Union Station building. Yeah, Indoor, well, it, it would have been market. perfect. And and that's so much of our of Colorado culture as well is to eat that way, mm-hmm. and that's what's developing, and it's very forward-thinking, and I think it would bring people downtown. I would definitely come down here more. I don't, I don't really have any reason to come here, you know? I mean, I don't, when I go out at night, I don't want to go out and, and Lodo, so, but I would definitely ride my bike down here and shop there. Sure. Well, you know, there's a, there, there is a marketplace, uh, <coughs> the, the type of marketplace of which you speak, um, coming into the taxi, er, nearby the taxi district. Yeah, someone, yeah, someone I mean, kind of mentioned that to me, but it, that's, it that's not exactly, it's not as robust. No, but it's going to be something, I mean, they're, they're, it's a start. It's, it is. It's a start. It's, it, it maybe is a model that's going to take off. The thing that worries me a little bit about it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty, like the Embarcadero, very expensive and potentially All right. So, um, that, you know, if, if it keeps certain people out, then it, I don't think it's, it's going to work very well because people that have money, that's not exactly the area that all the, the bankers are, are hitting up right now to go out and, and buy food. I mean, yeah. you're clearly in, in a neighborhood up there. That would be more conducive to the kind of, um, uh, you know, younger millennial, I guess, um, traffic that sure. we're talking about. And, you know, that's, but you, you bring something else up. I mean, downtown going out at night, you know, what, who, does anybody do that? I mean, it, it seems, well, it feels if very Well, if they're including, if they're including Capitol Hill and, uh, the lower highlands, highlands sure. and five points, then yes, I, I, those are places I, I go out. I don't sure. go out in Lodo. I don't go no. out in, there's and and then the 16th Street Mall do, itself. But I mean, it's not some. A lot of people. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. So it's hopping. You know. Yeah. Different strokes with yeah, different. Yeah. Folks. Exactly. I, agree. I don't. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fine that that's there, and it's just not for us. It's not for I mean, me because I. Have, I mean, if we were oh, younger, if we were 23, we probably would. If we were 19, uh, then we know. would certainly be dressing yeah, in short skirts and trying to get into bars. Yeah, I'd sure. be dressing in short skirts, getting into bars. Look at some Do that now, Ron. What you talking about? Um, Here's something else I want downtown. I'll throw this out there. I want a real, honest-to-goodness skyscraper. I want something that's like, yes, this Are we defines... Just something one? that looks like it's from the 30s? No, like I mean, something is it new and awesome, okay? Yeah. Like our I own mean, look space at, like, look at, kind of Look at Philadelphia. Right. What, you know, what, what's a new a skyscraper in Philadelphia? I don't know Comcast? I mean, this thing, I mean, you know, I went to school outside of Philly, you know, had a somewhat decent skyline. And then I left, and they threw up this massive, fantastic, you know, skyscraper. And it changed the skyline. And it brings this vibrancy. You know, it brings this excitement to, yes, we are here. We are reaching for something. And I want that. that but does it, if there's just one really big one, doesn't that look I'm not saying odd? it has to be, I'm not saying it has to be like Gigundo. <laughs> no, no, it's just about the size and more about the design. I mean, we get, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I think you're referencing, the, like, the, the 30s. You can you can't have new skyscrapers that are. They well, don't no, do mean, it that way. No, they no. Do. If you look I at the disagree. ones that they're designing they in are. Dubai yeah. or Indonesia, and New York's really stepping up. Uh, these Hong days. Kong, right. Shanghai. Yeah, the, I disagree. I think the skyscrapers they're designing in Asia right yeah. now are phenomenal. They would right. definitely yeah. do something really big for the way we appeared as a city. Our yeah, skyscrapers were skyscrapers would be like cool. castoffs from Texas that Texas didn't want, and they brought the designs here. It's depressing. <laughs> it's true, it's true. They literally are. They well, were, like, we're they getting were the cast-offs from Texas as well moving in. So Yeah, yeah. right. So so let's uh, let the, this is just my, the last question that I have uh, on this topic, and that is the alternate idealized downtown. So what I'm hearing is Joel wants a very large, well-designed skyscraper. Yes, hopefully we phallic. Want, we, hopefully phallic. 
We want to market. Yes, we all want an uh, indoor an, stall market. An yeah. indoor stall market. A year-round farmer's market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I personally would like to see more um, local retail outlets downtown. Something like the iHeart Denver store. Right. Um, because it's a really a pain in the end. Things that, bringing them in stores exactly like you see on South Broadway, but downtown. I mean, if you've got a mall and it's got H and M and Forever Twenty One, it should have more than the iHeart Denver store. Mm-hmm. Josh, anything? Any requests from you? Um, I, I said the market. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, that's his. His he gets to count that one. Okay, so then you want so more. One. Uh, no, I want one. I want one from each. No, I'm happy. I'm I'm fine with it. Because I was I was thinking about it because I rode my bike down here this morning and I spend I'm downtown more often for the podcast now than I ever have been, uh, and then I was down here last night for the last cruiser ride of the season and I'm having a good time so now I'm happy with downtown. I just like to complain, so all that <laughs> other stuff you can ignore it. I would like I would like to see more corner bodegas. I think I think that would really make make it a lot more viable for people to live down here. They're leaving New York though too. I mean, that's kind of a they're mis- leaving New York as well. It's a, a little nostalgia bit. thing in, right. in many ways. Well, I mean, even just a one here and there, or a decent size market would be great. Right. I think it, I think it would make a big difference because you can't give downtown a high walkability score right. uh, when you can't really walk to a grocery store. Sure, and, and that you know that brings up an interesting point because from a um, Urban planning standpoint, a downtown means something different, right? Yeah. And if you look at the development that's going on up Colfax, they're moving everything to the sidewalk. So anything that's built has to be at least two stories high, and it has to be up against the sidewalk to increase walkability. So, like, there's um, in the Office Depot parking lot, there's that new pizza place, and now Office Depot is actually shutting down their big box with right. the big parking lot and they're moving trying- it directly up against the sidewalk. Um, and that's why over by a tattered cover, that 7-Eleven is two stories high. Oh. is because they had to build it that way. Even though they're not utilizing the second story, as part of development, there's a mandate to increase walkability and create more of a downtown feel. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, one, one more thing I would do. I would blow up that, uh, that development, that building that's going in that blocks the view of Linger's balcony. Because that's some fucking bullshit. Where is that? Yeah, that's if you if you go to the rooftop of Linger now, oh uh, in yes, Lohi, that is. There's bullshit. now an eyesore that of an apartment building. But that was always going to that happen. That was. Everyone yeah. knew. I don't care. Anymore. I don't like it. I'm wow. so sad. Thrown it, it ruined. That was the best view of of, of downtown it really was. in the whole city, and they ruined it. They got greedy and they took it. And they're not, and it doesn't, based on the construction that I'm looking at, it doesn't even look like they're putting nice buildings or a rooftop on that building so its tenants can enjoy the view, Mm. which I think is just, it's just a shame. Stupid. 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 I think there was a lot of contention over that for a while, wasn't there? Isn't that what? Well, yeah. I mean, Lola and uh, Vita, Vita. those places are just screwed. Yeah. And they're, they might as well move. Well, as Josh mentioned, the other thing that I'd really like to see is a concentrated area for startups, whether they're tech startups or other kind of startups. Not, I'm not talking about the map quests and the ready talks of the world, not the startups that are already on like Series B, C funding, right? Um, like real, true, just out of like I, I don't even think you really need an incubator necessarily. An incubator certainly could help, sure. But I think you really need a place, um, you know, uncubed where uncubed is right now, which is on uh, Larimer, I believe. Believe, yeah, it's on Larimer North or. I think you well, do need an incubator because how else do you create that? It's not as if there's lots of people with lots of ideas. A, I think they need yeah, incentives I'd, to move to a neighborhood, yeah. and then there's going to be amenities that of small businesses, yeah, so that build up around they, it, they, they, and they plus you attract need, your 24 to 34. But they don't necessarily need financial incentives. It's different than say like creating like art studios where they need money. It's not as if startups need money for this. It's about because they want to go where they feel like they want to go. So if you have something like a tech stars in Denver that I'll, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, but how do you get them to concentrate into an area? You just say, Hey, you know, if you, if you give this one kind of, kind of incubator, you know, some, some incentive to come to some new area, you know, you make sure that are some nice quality of life, just, you know, like, like options there. Right. And then you might start getting the startups that kind of evolve out I th- of that to I stay. think I think the, the, the incentives should be subsidies to redevelop the, the vacant buildings over by yeah. un- Uncubed. I mean, they're going to have the startups are going to have to invest in the property, but maybe it's the landlord. So if you redevelop this to attract yeah. offices, there should be incentives 
for that. And I also think that part of the reason to move there are other, like, Uncubed is an amenity, right? It's a it's a gathering place for hackathons. They have they host a lot of events that draw those. What is Uncubed for people that don't know? What it's a co-working is. space. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, it's a co-working space. And it's it's gorgeous. It's really, it's, it is. it's awesome. And it's... It's the kind of thing that I think could replace an incubator. If you had more like it, maybe it needs to be bigger. But that's one of the um, amenities that maybe could could rule out the the incubator thing. There you mm-hmm. go. And it can all go in Joel's giant uh, skyscraper. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like we can do piece. north north skyscraper. So, listeners, this week's episode is brought to you by Illegal Pete's, Colorado's favorite burrito joint with five locations in Boulder and Denver. Illegal Pete's also runs the Greater Than Collective record label that works with Colorado musicians and comedians. Check out all the info at IllegalPete's.com. We're going to take a music break now. This week, we're going to give a listen to Jeff Finland's My Maybelline. When we come back, we'll discuss the latest ownership change at the city's at the city's 35-year-old alternative weekly newspaper. Welcome back to the Denver Diatribe. That was the song My Maybelline by Fort Collins-based Jeff Finland from his live album Live Songs for the Ice Age, which is available for purchase on his website, jefffinland.com. So we're going to get into our last topic here. Uh, This week, the city's longstanding alternative newspaper, Westward, announced a new owner in its 35th year of operations. Um, it's a little bit confusing because the names are very similar, but uh, Westward was previously owned by Village Voice Media. The name of the new group that holds it is called Voice Media Group. Um, the the owner uh, or the CEO is uh, Scott Tobias, who previously worked with Village Voice Media. Uh, probably the biggest thing that we're looking at right now is the separation of the newspapers, of which there are 12 left, um, in cities scattered across the country, from Backpage.com, which is the website that uh, that had been brought into, brought up with these papers. I, starting how long ago, Joel? Do you know? What Backpage.com? Yes. I don't even know when it started. Probably, I'm just guessing. This is this is kind of like a Ron Hard news bit. Maybe '06. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe yeah. I should explain a bit of the backstory because yes. I I worked for. Tell the back, backpage backstory. From you know, as you know, I basically how it went um, was this has been the slow development of this chain of alt weeklies. Um, it started when um, what was then what the Phoenix New Times uh, purchased Westward newspaper from Patty Calhoun, who's always been uh, the editor, the editor, co-founder. Uh, years ago, what was it like? Like early? Like it's I think sometime in the nineteen eighties. I yeah. think. And then after that, over over succeeding years, they kept buying additional alt weeklies. Um, eventually, buying uh, Village Voice in New York, which is which has been like the flagship alt weekly, and changing uh, its name from New Times to Village Voice Media. Now, there's long been some concerns about it, focused mainly on the two guys who've run the chain. Uh, What's his, Mike Lacey uh, and yeah, Jim Mike Larkin. Lacey. Oh, look at you. Did your homework. <laughs> yes. Mike Lacey and Jim Larkin. And Jim Larkin. Um, these guys have kind of been known in history as a bit of some, some cowboys. Um, and one of their most controversial things is this concept of Backpage.com, which is basically their own version of, say, Craigslist. But when Craigslist uh, did away with its sex ads... Backpage.com said, no, we're going to keep using sex ads because it's really good money. And this has got them into a lot of hot water over the years. Um, you know, I think now they're looking at kind of claims of, of supporting kind of sex slavery through this, yada, yada, yada. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, there's, you know, there's always weird back and forth. So <laughs> what happened, as far as I can tell, uh, the managers from the 12 Alt Weeklies um, – kind of got together and supposedly did a private buyout from Larkin and Lacey of the papers. 
uh, Scott Tobias, based here in Denver, worked his way up um, from like salesman at Westward years ago, was already kind of running the business side for the for these twelve uh, newspapers. Basically, will now be the CEO. Um, and they said, great. So now we kind of have separated ourselves from Larkin and Lacey. And they've also very, as you said, very explicitly said, we, you know, we, you know, we did not buy backpage.com. So that's completely kind of separate now from the, from these 12 out weeklies. Right. If and that all makes sense. And, and you, you mentioned something that I think is probably, um, going to be the biggest deal for, uh, at least for us here. And that is that this chain is now going to be based headquartered in Denver. Yes, and one thing is that in some ways, part of Village Voice Media has always been based in Denver. Sure. Um, I mean, or at least at least for a long, long time, probably in part because it was a second newspaper. It's while it's not necessarily the flashiest of the all weeklies, you know, Westward's always been pretty stable, I think, and so they've always had some of their corporate offices based right at Westward's offices. Mm-hmm. So it won't be that big a change, I think. I think logistically, yes, I'm sure. Folks in you know New York and Village Voice don't like the idea of being run by some pesky town without without a, without a really cool skyscraper like Denver. Right. But you know, sucks to be them. <laughs> well, there's I mean the the staff changes that have been happening there recently. Anyway, I'm talking about at Village Voice proper. Um, maybe we'll make it so that the people who did care about that so much before are no longer there anyway. So um, the new people coming in will just know Village Voice um, as being headquartered in Denver. So yeah, perhaps. You know, yeah. I mean, really, their their editor, Tony Ortega, I think he left, like, last month. Did he? Two months ago. So, I mean, the changes in the village, in Village Voice proper have been, have been pretty can significant. I, can I play the ignorant outsider? Please do. Okay. So, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I've written for Westford before, and I, I'm, I'm a writer, too, but let's, let's pretend that I don't know anything about what's going on. What sort of change is this going to make for the average consumer the people that are listening to our podcast right now what why where are they going to notice a difference in the quality of stories at westward are they going to notice stories coming in from say new york that are going to be sort of filtering into this paper are we actually going to see any difference or is this more of a corporate change once again, I mean, I can't say for sure because I'm no longer right, yeah, working right, at right, Westward. Right. My assumption is you won't see a whole lot of change. Okay. Other than, hopefully, you won't see any more stories every few months um, attacking uh, some of uh, the sex slave nonprofits, which was one of the really disheartening developments over the past year or two when all of a sudden these, uh, you know, these kind of nonprofits uh, started, started really knocking back page all of a sudden, across the whole all-weekly chain, there'd be this one story that would come out all the same day. Really kind of... Re- I mean, some, some, some of the reporting was actually pretty good. They, they actually had some valid yes. points about some of the stats that these organizations use about saying how many actual kind of sex slaves there are in the States. The problem is these papers have skin in the game, and they, and they should not be the ones reporting on it. So I think one good thing, not as if most people will realize it, hopefully won't see those stories anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think one of the things for me uh, along those lines, Ron, is I'm, I'm hoping, and I think, you know, I, I don't have a lot of hope for it, but um, the spirit of the Alt Weekly, uh, I think was a lot of it was lost for those of us who've been in the industry Okay. Uh, yep. at the time that New Times and Village Voice merged companies because the Alt Weekly, um, I, I, guess, I guess the spirit has always been that these are independent papers. Whether that's true or not, you know, re- really it, it wasn't totally true. But you saw some of the quote-unquote chains, the other chains in um, the Association of Alternative Newsweeklies were really small, and they made sense on a regional level. You would see, you know, for example, um, on uh, in the South, you would see a few papers uh, coming together under one ownership, uh, under one owner. But there was a regional likeness to them. Whereas with Village Voice and New Times, again, you've got L.A., New York, Minneapolis, Denver, I mean, all of these different places here. Um, yeah, and vi- I mean, Village Voice and L.A. Weekly and Westward are very different. Yes, They're, yeah. Well, at least they used to be. I think they, they started they once. Once that that change happened, all of a sudden you saw things start to look a lot the same well, and read very similarly. Are too. there going to be fewer uh, medical marijuana ads 
uh, and uh, Asian massage ads within the content of the actual print paper? Hopefully more, because who doesn't like seeing this? <laughs> I mean, my thought, though, about that is that, I mean, I'm clearly very biased, but I think it is it's actually a good thing to have a national chain from from the business perspective. Because, I mean, this is the thing. I'm not saying that this means that that the new voice media, whatever it's called, is going to become this kind of gangbuster operation. But I think partly by accident, or, you know, you know, partly by strategy, it's a, it's a fairly decent business model for the struggling newspaper times in that you have these really locally based papers yes. that actually have staff writers that get paid a semi-decent living to spend a month doing long-form journalism as well as do the blog model that's proven successful by, say, um, Gawker Media. Yep. And then you have these ad teams that both can sell super, super locally as well as can sell on a national level. So they can also get national advertising both in the papers and the website. And, yes, each of these papers look the same, but most most people uh, picking up Westward in Denver – don't really care that looks the same as, say, like the, the L.A. Weekly. They have I mean, no yeah. idea that it yeah. does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. I think I we think have their sophisticated readers who travel and, and pick things up and they sure, know things sure. like that. Okay, but, but that's a, such so a small Starbucks percentage. All look the same. That's such a I small mean, do, percentage. Do, I mean, people still go to Starbucks. No, yeah, sure. I but mean, that's what that this is. So this is where I'm going with that. You compare it to Starbucks, sh- right? So there's Starbucks brand recognition. Starbucks is not the underground. But yeah, that the, is there room left? Can can Westward come? Is there an, any kind of quote-unquote alternative, which means edge, irreverence, not necessarily snark. The snark, I think, is a little bit different, but really taking um, risks with stories. I mean, here, I think here's a really valid point to that. When Westward started, it never called itself an alternative news weekly. The, the Chicago Reader said, well, you, well, you're an alternative paper. And Westward's like, okay, fine. We're okay, fine, weekly. yeah. I don't think it's, you know... I don't think Village Voice or Voice Media is looking to be a quote-unquote alternative. I don't think alternative exists anymore in newspapers. I think looking at as a weekly news magazine. Being being yeah. in right. news, it being in print news is is alternative unto itself yeah. at this point. So what does it matter to most readers? Yes, I think yeah, you know, it's important, you know, it's important to kind of speak truth to power yada 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 and I think one thing that Voice Media has always done including under a crazy Larkin and Lacey they they haven't been afraid to to speak truth to power. Yes, these guys were jerks, but also Larkin and Lacey, they they loved it when Sheriff Joe, what's his name, Joe Arpaio, Arpaio. Arpaio. Th- threw them in jail because because they because they were going after this sheriff. Sure, they, you know, and you know, and these guys, you can call them jerks, whatever, but they loved the fact that they were thrown in jail. So, I mean... Sure, I get that. I love that they were thrown in jail, and I love that they are taking this guy down. Yeah. But uh, for my own, you know... I, so, I, for I, you, I, what does it mean to uh, be an alternative I think... Uh, well, I, it's not necessarily that it needs to be an alternative. It's it's what... When you say speak truth to power, I just... I haven't seen... It, it feels like Westward lost that spark a long time ago. And I think it, it had to do with the fact that Westward had... It, it has to do with the newspaper industry. It doesn't have to do necessarily with Westward itself, but the fact that you've got less money to hire as many um, feature writers as, as the paper used to have. Yeah, I mean, All uh, of the things Westward's that are plaguing... down to two staffers now at this point, right? Um, well, two two staff writers two, just two, focused on writing two, feature two full, stories. Right. Two full-time feature staff writers. That's, I'm sorry, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, no, I think your, your point is well taken. That by the fact that there's far less resources to throw at writing and reporting... Therefore, papers like Westward won't be able to write a report like they used to. But it's still trying, you know? It's still with the resources that have, you know? I think they have some very good writers there right now, and, they, you know, and they're throwing stuff, you know, on the website, in the paper. And at least they haven't, like, thrown in the towel. You know, I don't think you would look at it and say, oh, they've completely sold out. I don't think anyone would ever look at Westward today and say it's sold out. Right. Um, I I, th- I have to say that one of the reasons that I don't is because Patricia Calhoun is still there. Yeah. Um, but I think if if she were ever to leave, which will eventually happen one day, hopefully, uh, the, you know, the, the chain won't won't fall before that day comes. Um, she, I think it could very well 
be a, it could be a, a totally different situation. I really? see a lot softer. Look a lot at the more other, soft look at the other things happening voice, right now. Look at the other voice papers. Right. Do I'm saying that across the chain. I think oh. they've all gotten a little bit softer. I just don't see – I don't see the edge. I don't feel the edge and really the kind of the in-your-face assholism that alt-weeklies were always known for. They're not as threatening. Yeah. They're, they're just status quo. Exactly. Thankfully, we've come to fill that gap as an alt podcast. We're we're now podcast. We're now the assholes. Podcast mainstream movement. <laughs> yeah, there's right. just like yeah. There's the uh, yeah. There's the Rupert Murdoch of podcast here oh, in Denver. Yeah. We are the Rebel Alliance against that. Yes, there you go. Yes, in our you know in, in the our, clock tower boardroom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're so as, subversive. As we look down. On all of you from, our, from our boardroom. Josh, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm going to throw that at you just because we've had conversations think about, about entire... the, the edginess of of Alt Weekly. I mean, is there is there a market for? Do you even see? Is there a market for this? Is this something that for edginess? Means? Yeah. Well, that sure there is. I mean, sure there is, and I and I definitely think that it's a problem of resources and and businesses that need to cut back, cut initially from editorial. Um, and maintain their their sales and marketing teams, um, and that hurts. The, that hurts the product. And I and I and I think that um, edginess and, and tone and all that aside, that there are stories that aren't being told, and that's that's the real thing there. And that it requires, as Joel said, an investment in reporters that can can uh, dedicate their time for the amount of time required to uncover things. I think that a lot of what's done is now is um, Stories that are there trying to find interesting perspectives and angles on it that aren't being represented, but they're still the same stories that are told and often found from press releases and and things like that. So, um, you wind up reporting the story that's given to you versus the one that you found. Exactly, yeah. and 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 it's and yeah. it's everybody covering the same story and everybody trying to cover it differently. But it's real question is where, what are the stories we don't know? Right. You know? Well, and knowing from experience the kinds of things that you do to scrape by when you don't have the resources. So pulling together packages that are a lot easier for everybody to contribute to that don't require that reporting time. Yeah, and, know, that's, uh, and it's not a criticism of the edit staff. I mean, they're doing what they can with what they have. You know, I mean, it's I'm sure that the heart is still there. It's just not the means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I guess uh, uh, on a last note with this, my hope is that this change maybe can um, – can start maybe correcting some of that because they get to, you know, they got rid of back page. Uh, maybe because these managers have come together, they will also uh, be more likely to, you know, uh, provide locally what they haven't been able, what they've had to share as a large group before this. Yeah, yeah that's self- a good point. They've selfishly, ba- you know, based here in Denver and the fact that the CEO started at Westward, selfishly, that means that Westward might have a little more We're the opportunity to, you know, know, they might not be so eager to come from Westward. Now, I'm not saying that some other newspaper should get screwed, but selfishly, I mean, you know, one, because I still like reading Westward, too, I work there, I would like Westward to be around. succeed, at least, yeah. at least, you know. I just got back from Burlington, and I'm here to report the seven days up there. It seems to be doing fine. And I was also in Pittsburgh, and... Um, city pages, city paper, mm-hmm. city paper also seems to be doing fine. And I think that when, and then I've, ha- I've been told that um, Village Voice itself in New York is thin. It's, it's a, it's, it's, good. A, it's getting it's pretty a shadow skinny. of what it used to be. Yes. And I think that that's like, it's a noise market and there's tons of competition and, and, and a sharing of dividing of the resources down of what's ads are re- available. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in markets like Denver, like, Pittsburgh and like Burlington, Vermont, that these papers can still have um, a relevancy within the communities that they serve, and that and and th- and then stand out. I mean, it's, it's a relevancy in competition, right? So it stands out. And that's certainly happening in Colorado Springs as well, where the Independent uh, just bought. I don't know how many military newspapers, as well as the Colorado Springs Business Journal. Hmm. So to say that alt weeklies are dead is not entirely the case whether they look like they did when the term alt weekly was founded right. is really i you know there's definitely argument for that but um plenty of these papers that aren't attached to chains are doing seem to be doing very well i also want to say something that might be somewhat controversial which Uh-oh. is the fact that for me at least because i've worked at both small alt weeklies including with vanessa and josh here and i've worked for one of the biggest alt weeklies 
I see almost the term itself as a misnomer in that I almost see, say, the Community Out Weekly is like seven days or whatnot as almost a wholly different kind of publication than what Voice Media is putting out with its 12 papers. I don't see these voice papers as community newspapers. I see them almost like mag- like junior magazines. Well, and that's LA Weekly really follows that yeah. very closely. And I, they are know, a weekly and magazine. And selfishly, that's what, you know, I like doing magazine style writing, so that's, so that's at least personally what I want to be focused on. You know, the fact that they said, hey, we're going to commit to whatever small number of pages we have left for, say, editorial, not to covering the community. We're going to do one long form story and it might seem crazy is it about the community though because that's what i meant that's what i meant i mean these aren't community newspapers like like we have up the what the capitol hill whatever reader yeah it's not like that not a hyper local role it's like hey this is this is i just think that it's a it's a different approach i think it's i don't i don't see the distinction i think you need to create a bigger distinction between what you're describing and what seven days is, for instance. I think I know what it is, and I believe that it is um, just – it's the size of the urban area. So it, if you look at New Times and, um, and Village Voice before the, before the merger, they were only in, in what you would call a city. Yes. Um, they really picked that they were very carefully sle- it's they didn't go into places like um, Colorado Springs they there were no secondary cities there were smaller cities some were smaller than others but they were all um, quite a bit bigger with a lot more um, media offerings in those markets um, so I see where you're going with that Joel they also most of these papers had a lot more money than those uh, than the, the papers in the secondary tertiary markets yeah. and they could become more magazine driven because they had the money to do that when we you know i think i see all of them as trying to have at least one um narrative feature or investigative feature that's on par with uh with magazines that's kind of what brings all of the alt weeklies together is that they try to do that at least you know at least once a month if not more um it's a matter of them having the resources to do it and um also you're right having the market some of those markets want more News yeah. and they need more and news, need and that's where the niche is. Yeah. So, but they've always had that that narrative component to them. Otherwise, you're not going to be part of. You're not going to be an alt weekly mm-hmm. necessarily. But they've also had the edge. Some of them. I well, think that's and maybe where we're and maybe now that they've dropped Backpage.com, now that that's separate, uh, they've got some of that controversy off controversy off their backs to where they can push a little more with the stories that they're reporting and uh, not worry so much about advertisers dropping them and that sort of thing. I don't think they ever have, honestly. You don't think you've ever no. worried about that at all? I, yeah. Really? You don't think? Yeah. Okay, okay. Never? okay, here's a great example. Okay, go on. I wrote a feature for Westward literally eviscerating the biggest medical marijuana advertiser in the paper. Yeah, okay. Okay, on the back of Westward that week, there was a huge ad for this company. For the same company. On the front was my investigative story saying that they were doing all sorts of bad stuff. Sure. There, there wasn't one bit of pushback. There wasn't one. Not one bit, bit of pushback from the medical marijuana company? Oh, the they ad- had pushback. From the advertiser? Right. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. The owner came and started complaining, and Westward's, uh, uh, the, the ad person's like, sorry, this is, this is what we do. Yeah, right. So, no, I... I at least at Westward, we never saw that. That's good. That's never. great to hear. That's, so. very, that's very promising. It's, a, it's, it's great when you have an editor who can keep that out. But yes. I'm sure there are a lot of situations that happen in the, on the backside that we don't see as reporters that, I mean, you really, it, it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. It's and I, I don't think Westward's immune to it's it. It's a business. Forever it's happened. Yeah. yeah. Forever. Always, exactly. always. Right. All right. All right. Well, that's enough with Westward. We'll follow. Obviously, we talk about Westward a lot. So, and we Jared's rolling in his grave right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jared to talk is about so- Westward. <laughs> hey, Jared, you listening to this right now? No, no, no. Jared and I just don't like when we do all stories that were reported in Westward. So what we rather do all, all stories reported or, by the Gannett no, Nine no, News? No, 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 Post? no, no. And I don't like it when it's all stories just from one news source. I don't think that's our thing. We're an alt podcast, and we will do better than that. Okay. Mm. As long as we have newspapers yeah. to pull. As long as we have other news stories to pull from, because otherwise we're going to be out on the street uh, we're launching putting a microphone week, in your face. Diatribebackpage.com. Diatribebackpage.com. All your hand job needs will be met. Yes. No, it's massage. 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 Yes. Yes. With massage. hemp oil. Yes. With hemp oil. 
Okay. And table we'll, showers. We'll save you all your... <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, let's do some love and hate, guys. Who wants to start? Uh, can you come back to me? Cause I got Josh, you start. Uh, I'll start, and I guess this is going to be filed as a hate, but, you know, it's mostly, <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly just bitching. And um, ironically enough, I was listening to a Louis C.K. bit about people bitching about their flights and how stupid yeah. it is. But I'm going to bitch about my flight. Oh, no. Oh. So I landed, I landed in DIA yesterday after 12 hours and of traveling, and they, they weren't moving luggage because of the rain. Because of the rain and, the, and lightning, well, and I just think they could figure something out. They could work. I it mean, out. is it, it really like if there's were, planes? They take, can figure out how to stop the lightning. There's planes taking off and landing. <laughs> if you're in but a th- you can't put a bag on a belt. Yeah, you're in a th- uh, yeah. They have people out there on the tarmac f- waving in the they do the planes. Those do same they, people do they could still be do that. Yeah, they still do that. They yeah. still direct them around. Absolutely. They still got the guys with the wands. Yeah, right. Yeah, they still have those. Yeah, they do that, and they could also, you know, if this was a third world country, they'd be throwing your bags out in the water, and and you'd be getting your bag. Right. You'd be getting and it faster. And bitching about that. You'd be, you'd be really upset. I'd be really upset about your anyway soaked suitcase. No, it was wet anyway when I got it. It just took an hour and a half because they were all, they, there was like a work stoppage due to rain. Yeah, or lightning is because of the or lightning. lightning. It was because of well, the initial said. Did the did the automatic lightning. baggage handling system have a solution for the lightning? Do we know about that? We were talking about this. The this aliens morning. would come up. Oh right, right. This is when we need Jared. <laughs> yes, yes Jared the, the reptiloid yes. aliens yeah. will uh, and they would rise draw, from there, and they would draw a swastika in the sky, and right. they would magically uh, your luggage would magically appear <laughs> at your side. Okay, all right, Joel. What? Do you have any love or hate? I do. Would you like to hear it? Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll hear it. I have a hate. <laughs> Ooh, another hate. I have a hate. You know, I don't hate much. I hate the news that K's China will no longer be able to sell volcanoes. What? I know. No, are you serious? Why didn't? Oh my God! You can't just blow. You can't spring this on me. This is wrong. Okay, for those who don't know, K's China is a Chinese food restaurant. Uh. On the hill. On the hill in Boulder. Which is known for the the best roof deck in the world. Easily. The the cheapest... uh, Chinese food, drinks, Chinese food and drinks. And therefore also probably the highest risk that you will die in your life by going there, which is okay because it's worth it. Anyways, they recently (laughs) had their liquor license hearing. And I guess the liquor liquor board in Boulder said, "Fine, you can have, you can have your liquor license, but you can't particularly put this amount of booze in each mixed drink." In your in which your means the volcano, which had five shots of alcohol. The vo- so one. for folks that don't know about this, it's it's a ceramic bowl. Uh, it's, a it's a punch bowl, bowl, a bowl with a volcano in the middle of it, and they would they would make a big like a, a rum drink. A, yeah, it was a, some like sickly a, sweet juice, sweet and juicy. They would pour five drink. shots of and like then, grain alcohol, and then in, in the in the center in the volcano they would pour uh, Bacardi one fifty one and and light, and, yeah. and light it on fire if yeah. you wanted them. So, it it was so and then be, you would get yeah, a bunch of long I know, straws. There's nothing new about this. No. You would you would buy. This isn't a novel idea. Okay. Well, I don't know if people know about people travel from Canada to go to K's China. For this, what a rum drink <laughs> served in a big bowl, and you With have your friends straws? with straws. You light it on fire. Yeah. No, but that's not the magical part. The magical part is the really long straws. You get two of them, and then you have two tables of people that race. You have you have volcano races. That's yeah. the part. So that it's makes gone it now. Magical. So that's it. I hate on that. It's gone. That's ridiculous. That's that ridiculous. is. I I, I, hate, I hate double that. hate on that. Double that's there stupid. you go. All right, um, Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna love on George Bodecker, the uh, one of the founders of Crocs, because of his DUI report. Oh yeah, pretty magical. Um, h- him claiming that he wasn't driving, that it was his batshit crazy girlfriend Taylor Swift, who he then five minutes later said was in Nashville, uh, that she was the one driving. I gotta love on that. I'm gonna hate on the I-25 closure. Uh, next week for the presidential debates, they're closing I-25 all the way from Santa Fe to Hamden. For the presidential debate. Why? I don't know. For the whole day? No, from 5 to 10 p.m. So right in the middle of rush hour. Yeah, epic, epic uh, commute fuck for everybody next Wednesday. There you go. Enjoy that. And then I'm also going to hate on myself. 
Uh, oh my God, Ron! Whoa. Last week, this is right in front of us. This isn't plural. This is love or hate. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna hate on myself for last week because um, you last week referred to the Yoppers album as the Capone Crusade, and I and I very jauntily corrected you and said, "No, it's Capon, and a Capon is a thing that you attach to a guitar to change the chords. That's a capo. A Capon is a, um, a castrated." Rooster. That's, so, that's so we're both idiots, but I'm more of an idiot. That's what you get I'm for being It's referencing the yoppers because the yop um, a rooster makes a yop. Jesus Christ! See, I didn't know that's any the of sound this. a rooster makes is a yop. We so we were our, both we wrong, but I was more wrong, and I apologize. Okay. So yeah, thank you, Ron. Um, I'm gonna give some love this week to um, I, I've been dealing with this, and you guys have had to listen to me, but um, a, a sick kitty, and I love Boulder Natural Animal. Um, I really didn't think I would find a vet that I liked more outside of Fort Collins. Fort Collins obviously has plenty of very, uh, wonderful vets because of the vet school there. And, um, I just love these guys. They've been really great. Dr. Brockman, go see her. Even when I moved to Denver, I'm going to take my pets to Boulder Natural Animal. Very good. I am. I swear. They have people. There was a woman in there yesterday who came all the way from Colorado Springs. Planned Pethood. This is awesome. I've I've been there. They're good. I I do. I like them. I've always had great vets, but these people are exceptional. I'm telling you. So anyway, yeah. Um, that's all the love and hate we have for this week. If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at seven two zero two eight two Y E L L. That's seven two zero two eight two nine three five five. You can always listen to episodes on demand by subscribing to our podcast. For more information, check out Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook or on our website, denverdiatribe.com. Our web hosting is provided by bluechannel.com. I'm Vanessa Martinez. On behalf of my co-hosts, Ron Doyle, Joel Warner, and Josh Johnson, the birds at the words Denver, high average income, roll like big spenders, affordable housing, good money lenders, low obesity, no need for suspenders, check your cow